And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. No. <laughs> Fuck the Minnesota Twin Souls. The Mask Chris Massey. And the Red of a Red Baron, who is... Yeah. A frozen pizza. Hey, does anyone else get mad that Massey stays muted till we start? He doesn't want to talk to us before the show. I just don't want you to hear the dog in the background. <laughs> And that dog is talking the most shit. Yeah, it's real racist. <laughs> Just like my quarterback. Hey oh. Oh man, good good one. It'd be a good time to like, get that uh TO crying in the podium. That's my quarterback. <laughs> we should try and come up with a little soundboard. Well, we got this keyboard now that I got for Rebecca that's that sits across from me at the, the table now. Oh, man, you could, like, play our th- intro? Could you imagine? If I had the, just, like, a quarter of the talent to do that. <laughs> but there's some pretty funny sound effects. I, I did look for, like, a sampler and to download it, but they're expensive. It, it would, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure Massey's the guy to ask, but, like, can we just, like, make our own soundboard? Oh, wait, we, yes. I'm sure there's stuff they could do on it, but I want, like, the, the satisfaction of pressing a button. I'm sure we can reroute something. <laughs> I'm going to start disassembling my microwave and see where we can go from there. <laughs> the popcorn button. It's Kyle puking. <laughs> should be kind of funny. I mean, that's a sound effect that basically, you know, lives for free in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You're just jealous that you don't throw up like that. Not really. I mean, it feels like it or sounds like it hurts. Yeah. I have like a weird tick when I throw up where I just laugh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, it, I mean, it's it's definitely like more prevalent when like I'm drunk. But like even like when I'm sick, like, if I throw up, like I just start laughing for some reason. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. Thinking about it, other than that one time in college, I can't really think of a time that we've had the mass puking. That I unless I'm, I'm not remembering. Oh, the Jack Honey incident. Yeah, that's the only time that really comes to mind. Oh, I, no, I mean, I've I've witnessed mass throw up a few times, but I think they were more from being sick than being drunk. Because I heard ne- it once. Mass never really drunk to the point of like that. Whereas like Kendall and I would drink enough to the point where we had to throw up to go to bed. <laughs> What I really want is a good, just massy beer foam puke. That would just really tickle me pink. I th- I believe I've heard him throw up one time. When? It was at his stag when he threw up behind oh, a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, that's rough. It's like, hey, yeah. why don't you go take 12 Man. consecutive shots in a row? 
What a weird day that was. I, yeah, I did like 15 shots of Fireball. I drank three pitchers of gin and tonic. And I, I, did, I don't remember why, but I spent an hour on the phone with Ash. <laughs> that was uh, that was when I kind of remember all of us yelling at Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So before I send the... Uh, before I send the, the stuff, let's do our normal intro. So uh, starting lineups, uh, Gilberto. Uh, my toast of excellence is to this picture I just, uh, just uh, saw. Not what he asked you. <laughs> we never lead off with toast of excellence, ever. Never. Uh, I'm going to forget now. I'm just drinking Mountain Dew tonight and water. You know, it's funny. I, I'm not doing it to shit on you, Kyle, but I, I was talking to Kendall about it. Mark said something a while ago. And I didn't really think anything of it until like two days ago when I had a Mountain Dew. And as I've gotten older, it is just awful. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's so bad. I don't know what it is. It's like when I was like 20, like not 20, but even 10 years ago, like I would be like, oh, this is great. I love a cold Mountain Dew. And now I'm like, I don't care. this is awful. It's like somebody poured Sprite in my Gatorade. <laughs> And then left it in the sun. <laughs> well, Pepsi tastes like shit to me, so it all works out. I don't understand how that works out. <laughs> you both like Pepsi. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. No, Kyle. I I said it. I said that I didn't mean it maliciously, and you you, you turned around and made it made it like a violent thing. Yep. You guys called me out time after time. Oh, I, I tell you, I knew that was coming. Yeah, that was telegraphed like from the start. <laughs> Nasty. Uh, tonight, I'm just drinking water. Awesome. So, nothing. Nasty's drinking a nice pitcher of awesome buco sauce. Nice. Awesome buco sauce. <laughs> Mark, how's your water? It's, you know, nearing the end of January. Yeah, good thing you got to watch two Giants playoff games sober. Yep. <laughs> I'm curious to see what Mox Toast is this week. <laughs> uh, Reed? From the Riddler collection. Uh, from the 30th week in a row. Yeah. Well, that's not in a row, but 30th week this year. Um, from Oscar Blues, I have a 10 fitty. Imperial Stout Wait. aged in bourbon barrels. Well, I am also drinking a barrel aged bourbon barrel stout. Uh, Goose Island Bourbon County from 2018. I asked Kendall to drop one of my collection off, and we met at the Walmart parking lot in Hamden for the handoff. It was good. And secret hangout? No, it wasn't a secret hangout. It was more of like a <laughs> secret like uh, loiter. <laughs> particularly loitering. It was like a bottle deal. Yeah. Um, I gave He gave me a beer. I gave him a Christmas present I found in my house. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Kendall did the, uh, you know, did me the disjustice of handing me a Bourbon County that's only six months away from being perfectly aged for five years. You know, I guess, uh, I guess I'm not really good at doing math because when I, I just did a random reach in and I grabbed it and I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's the perfect amount of time. But then now that you say it, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they didn't make it in January. So yep. it's not five. Four, it's four years and five and a half months. 
That was a uh, miss by me. Hey, do you guys think the Christmas present Kyle ordered for me is ever going to come in? Mm, yes, but it'll be broken. <laughs> Massey, I have a uh, Christmas gift for you that's been in my car for yeah. like a couple weeks. Uh, and it's at no fault of Kyle's, but Kyle just has a really bad track record with things coming in the mail because they either come in broken, damaged, or, you know, eight years behind when they said it was going to come. <laughs> like, Kyle, when did you, you ordered me what, that abrasive? He's not board? in here anymore. Kyle's not here? No. Did he leave us? Yes. Or did he get kicked by accident? No, he left because I didn't kick anybody. Well, I meant like, 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 like do you think he left, or was it more like a service issue? Uh, 50-50. Kendall, I don't know what service is like in this house. Kendall, text him. <laughs> there was, I forget what it was, but Kyle ordered me a Southside, the Southside City Edition jersey, the Jose Abreu one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got, I think he got it for me for my birthday, but I ended up getting it in like March. And the worst part was, is like Kyle was like preemptive on it. Like he ordered it in September, figuring it would take a little while because that was like the year that they launched. So like he's like, oh, they probably get back ordered or something. So he ordered it in September and it didn't come to me until like March. Kyle's the worst. I mean, how many things has he ordered for Marissa that were just not good? Well, the first time uh, was user error. Yeah, that one. We'll discount that one. <laughs> the second one. Yeah, that that was a, a bad deal. <sighs> And came in with a snapped head. Yeah. Luckily, he knows a guy. So, uh, we'll do... Kendall, did he answer you? Yes, he said... that There he is. Yeah. How did I take a phone call? I'm sorry. That's fine. We were talking about how you have terrible luck with the U.S. Postal System. Yeah. I guess I do. Well, like, because we're, we're talking like, like, you got that gift for Mock's wife and it came in broken. You ordered me that baseball jersey in September for my birthday in November, and then you gave it to me in March because that's when it finally came in. Yeah. I think the same thing happened with the DeRozan jersey. I think you got it for me for Christmas in January. Something like that. Yeah, like, you just, Kyle just doesn't have good luck with the U.S. postal system. And I will say, 99% of the time, it isn't user error. There is the 1%, the wine rack. That's that's the 1%. <laughs> That'd be some slack. Hey, Kyle, I said 99%, man. That's a good rate. I think nine, I think if you're 99% on anything, that's great. Except for being 100% of the time. If you're trying to be 100% of the time, 99% of the time, then that's bad. Truth. Uh, Kyle, do you want to go with your toast? Do you remember it? Yeah, it was a picture... <laughs> Of uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Tony Hawk at an airport. Dude, Tony Hawk is living his absolute best life now that he's given up skating. <laughs> Did you see that he's saying Superman at a concert? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. Kareem uh, my toast of excellence is to uh, Dearness Collin. Good for him. Good enough. Kendall, what's yours? Does anybody not know who that is? I don't know who that is. Do, do you remember the meme from like 10 years ago of the kid with the yellow shirt standing in a Popeye's holding a cup? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that kid became a Division two offensive lineman at Lake Erie College, and Popeyes, like, through all the social media thing, actually gave him an, a Division two NIL deal and hung a billboard up in his hometown that says, from memes to dreams, with a picture of him from the meme and a picture of him now. That's pretty awesome. That's, pretty That's awesome. And my second toast, I'm only going to go back to back, so I don't think anyone's going to take this. But my second toast is, like, you know, there's a lot of uh, hoopla right now around the uh, Lamar Jackson situations, you know, like how it's being handled, he's representing himself, et cetera, et cetera, like what's going to happen. But I think what, like, a lot of people, especially fans of a team, you know, like Ravens fans in this situation, but, you know, any fan, you know, especially when there's a deal that's, like, nearing the possibility of not being done or not happening or trading or whatever – you see like the nasty side of fan bases come out and I thought it was pretty, I, I thought it was pretty kudos. So shout out a uh, toast of excellence to Robert Griffin, the third for tweeting, um, like having Lamar's back about why he shouldn't be playing in the playoffs because he played with the same injury and now he's broadcasting from a booth. Yeah. And I, th- I just thought it was good. Cause he was like, you know, he played, he played with no ACL or LCL for a, a pickup game during the off season and it changed the way his knee healed and his knee, his knee was never able to fully heal and it, it ended his NFL career. Now, granted he was playing it in a pickup game versus, you know, for, you know, $25 million or whatever, you know, but still like, nonetheless, you know, if Lamar Jackson's injury really is, is, is what he says it is, you know, kudos to him. Cause he's, you know, he's got another, you know, possibly 12 to 15 years of football left in him, And, you know, you got to look out for you. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry if you already said my thing cut out. Did you? RG three was responding to somebody, right? Yeah, he respond. Well, yeah, I think he responded to like, I think it was like I don't think it was in response to anybody specifically, as much well, as there, it was. There like, was someone that called out Lamar saying like, "Put a brace on, you should be out there." I I want to oh, say yeah, it was Steve yeah, Smith, yeah. but I could be wrong. Yeah, he was responding to somebody's comment in a general post on Twitter. But I, it, said, it was a, it was a cool thing that he brace on. He said, "This is why you don't play with just a brace on." Played with an ACL LC, and no LCL for my brother's team. Changed the trajectory of my career. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't have the luxury of that. Lamar does. He's doing the right thing. And I just like it, it's you know. I think a lot of people lose focus that these these are people that you know like this is their job. You know, like it's it, if you know. You know, let's just say like a, a horrendous enc- incident occurred or whatever, and and I broke both my legs. You know what I mean? Or like damaged them severely, and I'm doing a physical labor job. Like I'm not gonna. If my job said, "Oh, you got to come to work," I'd be like, "Fuck you!" I'm not risking my like future health for this. You know, and then like people don't people forget that this is a job. This isn't. Yeah, they're getting paid a lot of money. And, and I understand, I always hate the argument, oh, but look how much they're getting paid. And it's like, yeah, but they're getting paid this much because you decide to, like, subscribe to NFL, you know, season ticket. You sub- you go to football games, you buy jerseys, you pay for concessions. All that stuff is the reason that they get paid as much money as they do. Absolutely. And it just, you know, I just, I like when, I like when uh, former players reach out and they go, hey, you know, mm-hmm. this is like, like, it just happened to, Matthew, do you listen to the Greenlight podcast? I don't. All right. So the Greenlight podcast, uh, for the other three of you, if you don't know what it is, 
So it's a podcast hosted by Chris Long, you know, former defensive end, Super Bowl champ. Um, one time or two time? Was he on the Eagles? He was on the Eagles. He won in back-to-back years. He won with the Patriots and then went to the Eagles. Right, okay. So, wait, was he on the Rams team that – was he on the, uh, the, the team that beat the Rams? Uh, yes. Yeah, Man, no. Yes, he was. Because that was back-to-back – was that the back-to-back? That I was think so. The Patriots won it and then the Eagles the following year, right? Yes. Uh, but did the Patriots lose? Did the Patriots beat the Rams that year that they won it both with Chris Long? I believe so. I'm double checking. Anyways, it doesn't matter, but I'll confirm. In a it, second. it doesn't really matter, but just how bittersweet because Chris Long. I mean, he, he's a lifer as a Ram. Um, he'll probably go into the hall if he went into the hall as an Eagle. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he does really identify with the team. Anyway, off topic. He hosts a podcast, and he has a, another guy who I'm blanking on the name of that played, I believe, offensive line in the NFL that comes on. He also has his brother Kyle Long and his dad Howie Long on from time to time. And it's like, it's always nice. Like, you, you hear sports analysts, and then you hear sports Joes like us talk about certain NFL situations. Um, this one specifically being the way that um, Cleveland handled Deshaun Watson. You know, like, there's a lot of people that are you know, very anti-Cleveland right now because of who Deshaun Watson is and what they just put, what they were willing to put aside to sign him. And they did this draft where uh, they did a draft of all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Um, There was three people. They did three teams each. uh, Like, who has the best outlook three years from now? Like, yeah, because we don't support what they do there. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's very, like, reassuring and, like, kind of, like, earth down bringing when you hear former players talk about how like hey these are all people like there's a lot of people in the nfl that don't agree with what cleveland did Mm -hmm. and like aren't cool and it's like you know people forget that these are people they're not fucking monkeys in a zoo yeah all right soapbox who else next (laughs) uh my toast is to uh chad henny he uh, came in the Chiefs game for a little bit and uh, uh, let it drive. Just cool. I always like to see when the backup quarterbacks come in and, and like be successful. So cool moment. Yeah, I mean he he had you know he he, he not only did he come in and, and like you know kept the game, but he came in and ninety five yard drive for a touchdown. Yeah, I think there's a lot of times there's a stigma like, oh, God, the backup's in. Like, well, hopefully he doesn't screw anything up. And, you know, we forget that. Like, hey, at one point, like, this guy, who was a starting quarterback and had some success. I can't. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was still in the league. I mean, he's got to be in the league. What, it's got to be 15 years now. About, yeah. yeah but he doesn't have to do nothing. But even still, I mean, just to, to hang around that long, that, like... It's it's not an easy thing. I mean, you'd see more people do it. You know, he's been around. I think. I, I mean, I was in high school when he was playing. Uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, I got another know. toast. If, if Did you already I'm, know, yeah, Chad henney has been in the league since two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and wrap them up. I have one one like interesting tidbit I want to say, and then I'm going to send you guys the the hints for the guest of player. Pass. Did you go already? I didn't. Um, I don't really have one for this week though, so I'll just let you go ahead and say it's mine. All right. Uh, to Jonathan Isaac for scoring his first points in about three years. 
Oh, the magic kid? Yeah. His first game back in about three years. Um, my toast is to the Minnesota Twins for trading for Michael Taylor. <laughs> them. Okay? Fuck them. <laughs> okay, now I have to redo my fucking shit because of them again. The second time. I'm going to be honest, Kyle. The only reason that was my t- is because for whatever, like, as we were starting, you're just like, fuck the twins. Fuck the twins. Because <laughs> <laughs> I finished my homework. When I finished the work I was working on, and both times they fucked me over. With the with the Louis Sarayas trade and now the Michael Taylor trade. So fuck the twins. I would just to be on the safe side, Kyle, just keep the AL Central open for a while. It's like, God damn it. Alright, are we done with toast? Yes. Yes. Alright. I have a quick interesting tip. I don't know if anybody saw this, but if you did, don't spoil it. Um I saw this post that was reviewing what the NFL playoffs would have looked like going into wild card weekend. Well, Giants so, are out. <laughs> Giants are out. Vikings um, are out. <laughs> do you want to hear the one? Do you want to hear the one seeds that get the buy first, or do you want me to go conference by conference? Go oh, conference. Uh, do the oh, okay. All right. So in the AFC, <laughs> enjoying the bye week would be the Cleveland Browns at eleven and five. And I don't know why this is like the way it is. Like why I don't know why it says they're eleven and five. Um, because that doesn't add up, but the Cleveland Browns would be enjoying the one seed by the Raiders at the two seed would be hosting the Kansas city chiefs. Jacksonville would still make the playoffs at the three seed and be hosting the six seed Cincinnati Bengals. And then the bills would still win the AFC East, but as the four seed, and they would be hosting Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. <laughs> On the NFC side of things, the Seattle Seahawks would be enjoying the bye week. The two-seed Detroit Lions would be hosting a playoff game against the Atlanta Falcons, while the three-seed Carolina Panthers would be hosting a playoff game against the six-seed Chicago Bears. And the NFC NFC East division winners, Dallas Cowboys, would be hosting the first wild-card team, San Francisco 49ers, in the four-seed, or five-seed, six-seed game, or sorry, four-seed, five-seed game. Yeah, talk about a little bit of a different playoff scenario. <laughs> so if that were to be flipped, on the AFC side, Jaguars, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, so four out of the seven remain. On the NFC side, you get Seahawks, Cowboys, Niners, so three of the, three of the seven. And the last team into being the one seed. The, um, and then the rest of the rankings would have followed. Um, in the AFC, just missing the playoffs would have been the Ravens. Then the Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Titans, Chargers, Texans, Steelers, Colts. And on the NFC side, right outside of the playoff picture, just like in the regular season, would have been Green Bay, followed by Arizona, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Washington, Giants, Rams, Vikings. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm going to you guys, I have a couple discussion points, and then... Uh, Well, I have two things I want to talk about first, and then a couple discussion points. All right, so I'm going to send you guys. Massey, what do I want to send it in? This main page where you sent the, that's my quarterback? Yeah. Could you say it with a little bit more uh, tear? Huh? Could you say it with a little more uh, sad uh, emotion? That's my quarterback. That's actually pretty good. I've never heard anyone say, can you say that with a little more tear? 
yeah, I mean, if I could do it all again. <laughs> so we've played this in the past for the audience because they can't see the message I sent you guys, and I'll read them to you as well. Um, we, we play this game. We often do it through text randomly at a weird hour when only two people can play it. And someone <laughs> comes back to their phone with 150 text messages. Um, it's always the best. 11.55 p.m. Guys, I'm thinking of a player. Yeah. Ken, Kendall constantly will be like, I got out of the shower and just said, I'm not going to read through these texts. <laughs> um, so we play a game called Guess the Player. And it usually revolves around NFL just because it is the most versed sport out of the five of us. But we'll, we'll dip into other ones. There'll be times where Kyle and I will play it, like, secretly, secret hangout text with just basketball. <laughs> secret um, hangout text. So I'm going to put a different spin on it. Usually the way we play is we play 20-question style where someone thinks of a player and every, the group just keeps rattling off yes or no questions until someone gets it. This time, for the podcast sake, to make it a little bit more friendly for the radio, what we're going to do is uh, I'm thinking of a player, and I sent them a list of six hints. They're going to... They all have access to the hints, and then they each get the chance to ask me a yes or no question at some point during the podcast. Um, and that does not include their guess. So they get a yes or no question, and they get a guess. Um, once you guess, if it's wrong, you're eliminated and you can no longer participate. If you want to help others, I can't control what you do with your cell phones. It's at your discretion. Um, <laughs> or if you're Mike Mock, it's at your very much verbal, fuck Kyle, I'm going to text this person so Kyle can't win. Um <laughs> And then that's pretty much it. Yeah, a yes or no question. So the hints are, I'm thinking of a player. They were eight years pro. They were a two-time Super Bowl champion. They played for two total teams. They were a defensive player. Their major statistical stat line was one interception, six fumble recoveries, one touchdown, 22 and a half sacks. And they were a first-round draft selection. So those are your hints. I think they're pretty straightforward. I don't think they warrant any questions, but if anybody has any, feel free now. Hey, the next time we do this, can you type it into the chat so I can just copy and paste it? <laughs> also, who's the player? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Kyle, do you now before I say go, do you really want that to be your yes or no question? No. Oh, okay, because the answer would have been yes. <laughs> I hope that was helpful. Um. So, like I said, at any point, you know, you guys can feel free to ask your question. Um, they, they have to be public. No texting the questions. Um, it, it's the same knowledge goes for everybody. Um, and you guys can guess at any point. So if you think you know it now and you want to risk, you don't want to risk losing it and you want to just go for it now and see if you get it, you get it. Because we're bringing back the GSWD points. Here, here. So this, this no, is I worth think I was still supposed to get a trophy. Yeah, you were. I never got around to it. <laughs> Your trophy is this Pilsner or Quell from Czech that I have. That's cool. Yep. Oh, drank it. <laughs> Even cooler. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was in the Riddler collection, so Kendall got to it. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, we're at a go for the guest of players. Um, the next thing is, I think this could be a good discussion for later. I'm going to do a revert, a revive Riddler's ranking where I'm going to, if you guys end up with the same one, then you end up with the same one. It's a tie, but this will also be for some GSWD points. I'm going to give two of you um, the same ranking top five. And then I'm going to give the other two the same one. And then you guys are going to basically battle it out for, and then I'm going to judge who I think's list is the best. Does Wait, that make sense? Say that again. 
So I'm going to give, let's just, for example, this, I'm going to give Mock and Massey the same topic. And you guys are going to throughout the show, you know, on your own leisure time, um, come up with your own top five ranking for this topic. And okay. at the end, towards the end of the show, we're going to discuss them and do like a, a brief, you know, reasons to argument as to why this and you guys you and like you and mock could go back and forth as to why you disagree with something he put or something you put and then at the end i'm gonna decide who whose list i think is the best and give you points okay and then and then kyle and kendall will also go head to head with a different category gotcha going down kid well well, we don't even know if these are the teams yet they aren't the teams the teams this week are kendall and mock versus um Massey and Kyle. All right. So Massey and Kyle, this is your guys' category, okay? Okay. Excluding offensive linemen, rank from one to five the most important, like MVP of the league, non quarterback NFL players. So excluding quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Right. We're not going to, I'm not going to dive into the offensive line thing. Cause you know, I think that if you really were to boil it down, I think like Lane Johnson's more important than almost like 99% of the league. You know what I mean? Like he's just that good, but I'm not going to dive into the offensive line thing. So skill offensive position players and the entire defense. And then if you want to special teams are open to interpretation. Understand. Good. Okay. Kyle, you good. So I'm yeah, making this list with Kendall. No, you, you and Kendall aren't doing this. You're doing a separate list. Oh. Okay. Uh, Kyle, do you understand? I think so. So you're making a list of the top five, like, basically like MVPs of the NFL Football League that aren't quarterbacks or offensive linemen, because I want to stay away from the offensive linemen. And ba- basically, like, who are the five, like, best players, most important players to the league that aren't quarterbacks? So wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, and then defensive players. Am I working with Mass or against no, Mass? No, you're, you're going against Mass. You're making this list in private, and then later towards the end of the show, you guys are going to share your list and have a moment to kind of debate why you think something is wrong or whatever, or go, oh, I didn't even think of that guy or whatever, and then I'm going to judge your list. We're naming positions, though, not actual players. No, no, players. Yeah. Oh, uh, Actual players, physical players. <laughs> the positions like, is funny though. <laughs> it is funny. I, and that, that, you I know what, Matt? I didn't even think of that. That could be a good topic for another time. So, are we going players as of like today? Right, players that players that are players as of this season. You know, ah. so like, don't take like retirements into consideration. You know what I mean? Like, like. Players from the, you know, consider everybody from the start of their career to this, the end, like as of today. You know what I mean? So, do you guys understand? Yeah. 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 He's going to smoke me. You don't know that. All right. All right. And I'm going to be unbiased, by the way. So, like, you know, picking like Eddie Jackson isn't going to get you points. Fuck. Delete, 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 delete. (laughs) (laughs) Mock, you're not even doing this. Oh. Mock, you're going up against Kendall in a different category where the biases will also not take into consideration. Prove it. Well, you I ready? I started making the wrong list. Yep. 
All right, Kendall and Mock, yours is much more simply explained. Okay. Ice cream flavors, ice cream flavors. <laughs> Ranking one through five, the best tasting Connecticut beers. Okay. Would have been way funnier for you to make Massey and Kyle do that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to create some decent content. That's why I didn't. <laughs> Massey would have had Dasani, Aquafina, and Voss. And Kyle <laughs> hey. went with Juicy, Little Juicy, Mega Juicy, Kyle Juicy, and the, the Juicy of Many Juicies. That's some more of that Voss water for your kid. <laughs> All right, so you your, your list that you're making? Yep. Yes. So it's Kyle versus Massey, Kendall versus Mock. All right. Yeah. Okay. So while you guys are working on those things, I'm going to pose the first discussion point that I had for tonight, which I thought was kind of interesting. I heard it on a podcast. I wanted to get your guys' take on the matter. Um, what do you guys think about – well, first of all, does anybody know off the top of their head? Because Kendall, Kendall thinks three. How long have we been doing the seven-team playoff format? Has it been three years? The seven-team um, playoff format? Yeah. Didn't it start the COVID year? I don't know. I, I thought it was possibly that, but I don't know. Yes. I, yep. I thought it was a COVID thing. They announced the April 1st of 2020. So the 2020, 2021, 2022 season. Yeah, so this is the third year. Okay. So in now, granted, this isn't the biggest sample size, so you guys can use that as an argument if you wish. But I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how the NFL playoff picture has officially, after three years, been deemed a joke. And the reason that they said it was because while they think that the bye week is important, it doesn't necessarily create the best product from this standpoint. In three years, the seven seed teams are winless with a average loss deficit points of 12 and a half. So I understand that not every playoff game is going to be sexy. We just had the divisional round and we had two not sexy playoff games. Mm -hmm. The Eagles, the Eagles, you know, showed that who they are against the giants and the bills got trampled by Cincinnati. Hashtag lose by three possessions for DeMar. That's like my favorite meme going around right now. Um, so you're not always going to get a sexy game. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen quite a few ugly Super Bowls in the past ten years, most notably Denver and Seattle. Yep, yep. But do you guys think that the NFL needs to revert back to a six game format? Stay at seven because the sample size really isn't good enough, and obviously more playoff games mean, you know, more football longer in the season. Or do you think that the NFL needs to, in one way or another, whether it be longer seasons or whatever, adapt to an 18 playoff where there are no buys or where there are two buys? buys with eight teams? Yeah. No. No, because it would be no, because it would be three, eight, four, seven, five, five six, six, and you'd have then you'd have five teams left. So it wouldn't work. So you would have to do something like, and if you so if 
you could expand it to eight teams where, and then you could make the argument for, because this is what they said. There could either be the argument, which I don't think anybody will take. The one team gets a two week buy, which would be absurd. Or there's no bye week. You just, the one team plays the eight team. So um, like, I'll go first while you guys kind of coordinate your thoughts. Cause I know you guys are working on other things. Um, the eight team playoff, you know, from a, from a sports consumer seems very alluring. It gives you two more NFL games in the wild card weekend. If you go to no buys, if you go to the random, you know, double buy thing or whatever, it works out to the point where, you know, you're still getting more playoff games wrapped in. But my argument would be if you go to the eight team, if the one seed's playing the eight seed, what makes you think the eight seed's going to get any wins if the seven seeds can't beat the two seeds? Mm. Now, I mean, I know that there's the, you know, eventually we're going to have a seven seed beat a two seed. But it, you know, it, but the NFL is a lot, in my opinion, is a lot more um, top heavy every year. You know, you get the teams that are like the juggernauts, whether or not it's a flash in the pan thing. You know, you get, you know, like the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills. And then, but even if you get like a, like the Titans a couple of years ago or whatever, and it doesn't last long, they can still be a juggernaut for that one year. You know, like the Eagles right now, like, you know, we don't know what the next few years are going to hold. Maybe this is a one and done thing for the Eagles, but whatever, they made it to the NFC Championship game. They're a juggernaut this year. Um, it's very top heavy and the, the, the better teams more not than more than often tend to make it further in the playoffs. Not necessarily always win the whole thing as the Giants have done twice when the Super Bowl is not the best seed. But more times than not, you, you always get at least two or three teams that like you would expect to be there being there. Whereas in the NBA, for example, or in the NHL, where eight teams make it every year, it's not uncommon for an eight seed to upset, upset a one seed. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen rarely enough where it's like a surprise when it does. Kyle, would you agree with that? Yeah, when, when was the last one? The Pistons did it, right? I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but I'm sure someone's done it in the past two or three years. It might even happen this year. It probably will happen this year in the East. Yeah. It, it could, because, you know, I mean, the only, re the only way it doesn't happen is if Boston just keeps doing what Boston's doing, but so my argument would be from the standpoint of the way that I look at it is I think what creates the best playoff football, and we've kind of seen this over the past few years, is especially this year, is the excess of division um, matchups in the playoffs. You know, we've seen a lot of that this year. You had Giants-Eagles. We had... Um, Bills Dolphins. Bills Dolphins. We had Bengals Ravens. We had 49ers um, Seahawks. 49ers Seahawks. Right. And then, and, you know, we, we saw in those games that, you know, like teams didn't go, you know, Miami, who was really outmatched at the most important position, almost won the game. The Ravens didn't go away quietly. You know, Seattle, you know, they got blown out in the second half. But, I mean, the Seattle looked like they could have won that game in the, the way they played the first half against San Francisco. Yeah, all those like, division wildcard games were pretty good. Right. So, um, my thought process would be, 
if you're going to go to eight teams, which I don't hate because it creates more playoff football, my argument would be go to eight teams, eliminate the buys, but get rid of wild cards. Top two teams from each division make more division matchups. More division matchups will just naturally happen from that way. Even if you have, like this year, the Cowboys were the number one wild card team and the Eagles were the one seed in the in the uh, NFC, you know, in that playoff format, if all the best teams win except the Cowboys manage to beat the four seed, then you get Cowboys-Eagles in the next round. I mean, another thing you can do, just kind of playing off, you know, the, the seven hasn't beaten the two yet, even if you go to eight teams, just take the top eight teams from each side. I mean, you figure like the the Bucks had no business being in the playoffs this year. I so I I like that concept because like that's you know that's more or less like what the NBA does. Like divisions yeah. don't matter, but I think division football is too important to the structure of the way the football season is played. Because if you just take the best eight teams, you're basically saying division matchups don't matter. Because winning your division doesn't mean anything. Because like the Bucks won their division, yeah. but wouldn't have gotten in the playoffs. So then instead, so like then we eliminate the divisions. And I just like from like my standpoint, and Mock, I think you can say the same from like a storied franchise career. I yeah. want even if the Bears are bad, I want the Packers twice a year. I want the Vikings twice yeah, a year. Of course. So I think from that standpoint, like you got to do the top two and just no wild cards. And then you still, you still get some shitty things, you know, like in this situation, the giants would have missed the playoffs and the bucks and the Panthers would have made it, which makes, you know, which I'm sure makes your stomach rumble, but you know, at least then it just kind of develops more playoffy type matchups or something like that. Yeah. I mean, though, the think of it that way, then you have two teams with losing records. Well, I think so. The way I, this is the other way I thought about it was if you do no. it this way, make the season you make the season eighteen games instead of seventeen. This is just some like this is a real stretch, some food for thought. Make the season eighteen games, but that one week eighteen, the eighteenth game is kind of more like that NBA play-in weekend that they do for the playoffs now where the 10 seed plays the the, the 7 seed and mm-hmm. the 9 seed plays the 8 seed. So it's like it's kind of – it's like playoff purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do is on week 18, the top two division people battle it out for who goes in to represent their division. Kind of like a gauntlet. It's too bad to see, but I just like, like to see these teams just fuck each other up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys discuss. You guys keep discussing this amongst yourself. I got to step away for a quick second. Yeah, it, it's another thing too, where you go to eight teams, half the NFL is making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it that also kind of takes away from you know making the playoffs. Um, people thought that that was about the MLB, but it kind of worked out this year. Yeah, you got good matchups in the wild card round. Listen, you're, you're going to get good matchups, but it, it's just a thing where, you know, you you have a 50-50 shot of making the playoffs. Yeah. So if, if half, you know, that kind of, it, it makes it lose thing, its luster a little. Just a couple of years ago, the Giants would have benefited from having a losing record getting into the playoffs. 
Well, the thing is, it 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 does work out. Like now, yes, the the NFC South was garbage this year, but it, there's been situations where the team with a losing record that won the division wins the wild card game. I mean, we saw it with the um, Seattle beating the Saints. You know, they were they were a seven and nine team, and they they you know beat New Orleans, a far superior team. So I I I think there is merit to you know every dog has his day, and it makes for some interesting football. I just I really liked the way it was set up when we first kind of started watching. You know, six teams make it, the top two seeds get the bye, and then everything kind of just falls into place. I, I it was I'll really, be honest with you, I I hated the two bye system. But why? It makes no sense. Only only because then it makes the one seed irrelevant. I know you get home field throughout, the, but it makes it nothing. To me, either only the one seed gets the bye or nobody gets the bye. But I, I didn't like the the top two getting. I thought I to me it didn't make sense. I would rather than have an even amount of teams make the playoffs versus the seven. However, they would do it for it to make sense. I just if you're gonna only give one team the bye, that that's fine. But it just it, it, in a way I I feel like it becomes like clunky because it's like okay, all right, so this, this like. The seventh seed will will play the two, and then you know whoever advances. Like it's so there's there's like almost a, there's very seldom a chance that the seven or the, the lowest seed would really ever face the one. It just it, it almost would never occur. Well, no, they have to win one game, and then they play the one. Right, but it would be different if like it's like it's it's more even. So you have the two first and second seed both have you know the bye, and then you know the. The rest of the teams, you know, they they duke it out. However, it, it falls, you know, it just it, it provides more opportunity for the lower seeds to make it to the higher round versus we, it just maybe the sample size is too small. Maybe if they continue but, doing this for a few years, but that's another thing too. Is I mean, should should a lower seeded team almost be? I, I don't want to say rewarded, but you know, given a fair shot where. The teams that finish the one two seed, I mean, they they earn that spot. Like, why why should the lower seeded team be given a a, a so called easier matchup? You know, I don't. Know, I, I personally, I, think I, I'm I, I never liked the the two the two buys. One... It, it makes the one seed more coveted. Like, you you want the buy? Well, you know, you can't. You may not be able to sit out week 18 you may have to actually play and you know play hard to get that spot if you want the buy well and th- this year was a little wacky because you know the, the unforeseen thing with you know damar uh, hamlin you know getting injured we never knew how that Bengals chiefs game i mean uh, Bengals bills game would have played yep. out you know buffalo wins they're the you know the one seed so like this was a totally unforeseen thing but because of this playoff format it created all these kind of problems for the, the playoffs just because of how seeding was like there, there's no way to recoup that game and it's just kind of like well sorry you guys missed out on the chance for the one and then then they're then they're creating these you know neutral site you know scenarios it just it seemed like it could have been avoided, you know, with even perhaps another team. Well, I mean, would would that have happened that way anyway? I don't know. I mean, if if one and two seeds get the bye, I mean, then those two are the teams fighting for the at least, you know, the 
was it the the bills were fighting for the want like it's still yeah no not as clean like i guess i would wonder though like so that that team that you know would have hypothetically been the one seed lost out because of you know you know what happened they, they didn't even get a, a, an opportunity to you know have a buy which you know probably would have benefited from and if there was the two teams that had to buy, they would have, even though they lost that game, meaning like they they didn't have the game to play, they still would have had the buy because there were there would have been two spots available. Mm-hmm. That that would just be my take on it, I guess. Well, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just to me. It seemed very clean when we were kind of growing up. Everything just made sense. I don't know. The The other way, I mean, the, it'll never happen because they're never going to reduce the games, but make it five teams. Four division winners, one, one wild card, one seed gets the bye, and make it hard to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but they're not going to do that because every no, they they never will because it's less games. Like I, I understand all that, but I mean, realistically, it shouldn't be easy to make the playoffs. Because the MLB was getting a lot of flack for how hard it was to make the playoffs, which which is stupid. I agree, but you it benefited. I mean, the really, like again, like if that's the way the league ran, then yeah, I know, like Giants will make totally the playoffs different. this year and whatnot. But it, it shouldn't be easy to make the playoffs. It's totally different between the two leagues anyways because we're in football, you get a bye and it benefits you. We saw both teams, besides the Astros, who had the buys in the MLB, they struggled really hard to get out of it. Yeah. Baseball's a tough game to take that bye. Yeah, I, I agree. It just it just like you saw baseball it, like, is such a, a rhythmic game. Yep. Yeah, you, you definitely you that, need, that's you need a that. tough thing. I mean, you see it the it's same like, you, like in hockey in the play, like when teams get that that time off. Maybe not even the bye, but you know, hockey series it's all, you know, best of 35 series so they take forever. And yeah. a team can end up with like a solid week off that yeah, it sounds nice, but now you know, your your whole routine is kind of shot. Right, was it only the Astros that made it out? Well, the division winners, um, they got the buy. I think so. Without looking it up, I don't know for sure, but that that's yeah, that's, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I know the Dodgers that. got bounced by the Padres. Yep. And then the Yankees lost to the Guardians. Is that right? No, Yankees beat the Guardians. Yeah, Yankees lost to um, Houston. Yeah, the Astros. But the Yankees did not look good in that series. Because of that time off, in my opinion. No, I'm telling you, the 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 buy in baseball. I mean, it's of course it's always you're like, all right, I get some time to, you know, he, get healthy, the whole thing. But baseball is too rhythmic for that. You got a guy that's hitting hot. You don't want him to have a week off. Yeah, I mean, you just see that during the regular season. That's why, like, there's certain guys that like, oh, he splits time with someone, and then like, well, why is he sucking? Like, like, well, he kind of needs to be in the lineup every day. I mean, I, I guess, like, devil's advocate, too, like, it could go the opposite way, where if you got a couple guys slumping, then, yeah, that week off could be their reset, but typically it's it's the other way around. 
Well, and it's not just baseball. It's really it's 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 all four. It's all three major American sports outside of football. Because in football, they're so accustomed to having several days off, where like the rhythm thing isn't really a factor. But you even see it in basketball. Like you see it a lot of times where a team will come in, and a player will, you know, like a a, a, a you know a six seed is playing a three seed. And the six seed will beat the three seed because a player on the six seed is shooting fifty eight percent from three, and is you know getting thirty eight points a game over the course of the series, and they they sweep them for nothing, and then they get five days off because the rest of the playoffs keep going, and then they go up against the you know the two seed the next week, and the player is shooting you know twenty percent from three. Yeah, it's do the same thing with like goaltenders. There's goaltenders that, you know, they, they shut out, you know, they let in one goal out of 48 attempts on average over the course of five games in the playoffs. And then they end up smoking this team four to one, but the team that they're going to play next goes the full seven games. And then when they come back the first game, the goalie that was just on fire gives up three goals on 10 shots. And it's because his rhythm was all fucked up. It's, you know, those three sports really, that, that rhythm kind of like the being like, you know, on a hot streak really means something. Whereas like in the, the NFL, that's just like a, it's like jargon. It's not real. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause in the NFL, it's, you know, it's, the NFL is more um, like rest is more important than like keeping a rhythm because just like how, like how much more high speed collision it is. Yeah. And you tend to just kind of do the same thing every week, like after Sunday, you know, you, Monday you watch film, Tuesday is the day off, then you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is, you know, or Wednesday, Thursday, regular practice, Friday is the walkthrough, Saturday is the travel day, unless you're home. And you, you just do that for 17 weeks. It's just like, you know, the exception if you play a Thursday or Monday night, that's that's your week every week. Right. Well, like, and we talked about it, Kendall, you and I talked about it, where it's like, like, I liked San Francisco so much more than the Cowboys in that game, just from the standpoint of um, the Cowboys went to Washington, played a game, came home, then traveled to Tampa, then came home, then had to travel to San Francisco. San Francisco hasn't traveled since January 5th. All their players have been sleeping in their own beds. They go home every night. Their practice is at their facility. You know, they, they, they take the route that they want to take to practice every day. You know, they, they can, you know, on the day before the game, they can show up at 10 so everybody can wake up and have a, a breakfast and get a pre-stretch in at home if they want or whatever, and then come to practice. Whereas, like, the Cowboys have to take advantage of the facilities and the time frame that they're working with. Yeah, totally agree. And that stuff difference in the in postseason play. It makes a huge difference. All the games to London for playoffs. <laughs> there you go. Just ruin everything. I like it, Wolf. Every game starts at eight a.m. <laughs> Wake up with football. Every game starts at eight a.m. and they're all full sixty-minute four-quarter games in a best-of-three series, all played over the course of one day. <laughs> Man, be a lot of injuries. Kendall said that like he wouldn't wake up at 8 a.m. for every playoff football game. <laughs> oh, no, I would. I was just spoofing on the commercial. But guys, here, I'm ready. <laughs> From the Riddler collection. Start the game. 
I'm enjoying a Pilsner Quell. <laughs> Call back. Thank you. Welcome, Dick. <laughs> yeah, Dick for meal. <laughs> knew it was gonna be said. <laughs> it's so funny. It's not. It is. You're the only one laughing. No, Klaus was laughing in the episode. <laughs> I would say that's usually the tell of a funny joke is when you're the only one to laugh at it. Yeah. And I like how Kendall's argument for why it was funny was that a cartoon fish thought it was funny. Yeah, on a show that's not that funny. It's a pretty funny show. I mean, it's definitely on the lower tier compared to the other McFarlane products, but... So you're saying it's below Cleveland show? You know, I overlooked the Cleveland show. I would say above. I hate American Dad. I don't find it funny. Well, I don't think Seth McFarlane's worried. (laughs) Well, he should be. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Is this player a defensive tackle? What player? The guess the player. I just wanted to see what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> this, this player did play defensive tackle. I should have said this before. For, but like I would hope I'm, I'm hoping that you guys try to use the honor system and don't like look stuff up on your phones but oh, I have a but I am running down the defensive tackle thing um because I will forget just asking because I don't know if it was already said is this a current guy this is not a current guy he is retired okay it's I was going to say Fun. something dumb to be funny, but I didn't want to lose my guess. <laughs> Are you going to guess Aaron Donald? No. Ryan Kendall, ask your question. Yeah, don't say the funny thing. Don't you don't have to ask a question now. Yeah. Don't fall to peer pressure. Yeah, I don't have my question prepared yet. Besides, that's my quarterback. Can you say it with more tear? Yeah. It's my quarterback. That cry. That's a bad tear. Well, I mean, come on. That's my quarterback. All right. Yours was not better than mine. I'm just saying. It was way better than yours. Yeah. They call me the Shakespeare of the group. Yeah. Because of that weird thing you wear around your neck. (laughs) That is his neck. (laughs) Fat. No, I mean, really, my joke had no basis. I was just lucky to get one laugh. Ow. <laughs> Is Massey dead? I don't know. Yes. He had to bring the broth I'll to a boil. Some, I'll give you guys some free hints here. Uh, his hand span is 10 inches. <laughs> he stands 6 foot. And he's got a uh, four eight five forty 40-yard dash. I know who it is. Well, if there was one person that would... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta be honest with you I'd be kind of bummed if Massey really did know it based off of that <laughs> Massey would be like I wrote, my, I wrote a whole thesis statement on handspan versus 40 yard dash splits if anyone was gonna Massey would Kyle. Have, he would have Best Buy do it he is Best Buy so he would do it there you go you know I was thinking <laughs> earlier today logic 
Remember when we first started the show and we wanted to write articles and that lasted two weeks? Hey, I wrote a really good article. I would say I wrote one. Uh, no, I'm I saying, wrote one too. I'm saying we, <laughs> Our we, editor quit. Well, I was just saying we had this <laughs> this plan to be writing articles every week and just we didn't. But if yeah. you go into our Facebook page, be sure to check those out. You might have to dig for a while, but they're there. <laughs> our editor quit the show, man. <laughs> I don't even remember what my article was about. I don't know. All I know is that me and Massey are quitting the podcast and we're starting getting sports with drink. <laughs> Amen. And you know, our editor never even quit. He just stopped showing up. Isn't that that oh, new he... thing called quiet quitting? <laughs> oh, my bad. He's coming back, man. He just went out uh, for a minute. I don't think he is. He, he's had he a broken not... hand. He'll be back years. when we make it big. <laughs> Hey, listen, Kyle, if you want to convince him, I've asked him several times, and, you know, he's pretty uh, lukewarm about it. Lukewarm. <laughs> His hands aren't ready, you know, he broke them. What? It's a bad joke. Don't worry about it. No, Kyle, we will worry about it, because that's how I feel every show. Yeah, but <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> actually a funny uh i don't i don't know what the stats we'd have to look up the stats but i found my sophomore uh, my article i wrote the nfl sophomore spotlight slumber star oh, i do remember that one yeah and this was a uh this was a very long in-depth article i remember i worked like five days on this <laughs> all right let's see let's see uh I, I don't know what the stats after the year after were this was their these were obviously their rookie stats so number one was carson wentz quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. In 2016, he threw for 3,782 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 picks, 62% completion, 150 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and 14 fumbles. And I predicted that his sophomore year status would be a star. Who was this you were thinking about? Carson Wentz. I mean, you weren't wrong. He just got hurt that, that year, right? He played really well and got hurt. Was that his MVP year the next year? I think so. Yeah. The Eagles' front office did all the right things to help Wentz take the next step as their franchise quarterback. Signing two-time Super Bowl champion and former Detroit Lion, LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, yeah! That's a Lions also Super Bowl champ? Corey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey. All right, let's see. Numbers number two. 3,600 yards, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, 68% completion, 282 rushing yards, six touchdowns, nine fumbles. And I gave him a star status for 2017. Hey, Paul. Prediction-wise, what? I want to ask a question about this player, but I don't want it to count as my answer. So feel free to say you're not going to answer it. I don't think it's going to give anything away. It's just going to tell me if I should even bother with this. Will I know who this player is? Yes. Okay. So, I, again, we're going based off memory. I'm not looking anything up. If somebody else wants to, they can. But I, I, I would say the star status for Dak Prescott for his sophomore year would be more accurate than wrong. I mean, I don't know if he had, like, I don't, I don't remember him having, like, an abysmal second year. Yeah, I don't really uh, remember. It was really bad until, like, two years ago. <laughs> All right, number three was Hunter Henry, 478 yards on 36 receptions for eight touchdowns and one fumble. I, I predicted slump. That guy was pretty good on my fantasy team last year. 
Remember, Kendall? I, I think it was in, uh, in my, more than a year ago. My last year, I said this might be the trickiest of the sophomore debates going into 2017. He's six foot five and is a viable target down the field, but the Chargers offense won't lack options in the passing game. With a throw happy quarterback who makes haphazard decisions with receiving options options like uh, Allen, Benjamin, Williams, and Gates, as well as receiving back Melvin Gordon, the young Chargers tight end will surely be fighting for targets every game. So really- you weren't you weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean I don't really remember killing Antonio. He had a lot. Of, he had more yards for less, but four less touchdowns. Okay. Uh, number four was Robert Kelly, the Washington's Washington Redskins running back. Uh, seven hundred four yards. Seven hundred four yards, six touchdowns, twelve receptions for eighty-two yards and a touchdown. I predicted slump. Hey, Paul. I don't even remember who that is, so I'm going to go with. I, I was going to say I'm going to go ahead and say you were right on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, Massey? Can I pitch a question? Sure. Was this player a Patriot? No. Damn. All right. What a waste of a question, Massey. <laughs> I thought it could have been. Sorry. Right. Uh, Listen, still so, you, you. so you figured you do the math a little bit. You got to take. Yeah, you just got 29 other well, teams take, to figure out. You got to take. Some kind of overlap, possibly, to say a two-time Super Bowl champ in that time frame. Kendall's definitely waiting for you guys to try to guess before he asks his yes or no question. And there goes oh, that strategy. An- I'm not answering until after that, rat. Number five is Jordan Howard. Uh, 1,313 yards, six touchdowns, 29 receptions for 298 yards, and a touchdown. I predicted sophomore status of star. I think he, he was pretty good as a bear all the way through. They just they kind of gave up on him because they wanted a more receiving back. Who was it that came behind him? Tree Cohen. Was it Cohen? So then who was before Howard? What was that guy's name? Uh, it was the guy after Forte. <laughs> but before Howard... <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember. I know, I know who it is. Something, Jeremy. Oh, Langford? Jeremy Macklin. What was the name? Jeremy Macklin. No, he was a receiver. <laughs> there was, was a Lang- Lang- there was it, a Langford. Well, Jeremy, Lang- Jeremy Langford was there, but it, Kadeem Carey was pretty good. But there was it was Matt Forte was the the reason they drafted Jordan Howard because Matt Forte left. Matt Forte's last year as a Bear was 2015. Jordan Howard was a rookie in 2016. There's Kadeem Carey and Jeremy Langford. Yeah, they, I remember they, Jeremy Lang because he was kind of like breaking out ish. Yeah, and yeah, they brought in Howard. Well, they brought they but Matt Forte played as a Bear the year before Howard. Correct. Forte was a Bear until 2015. Then he went to the Jets, and then that's why they drafted Howard. Did you know Jordan Howard played two games for the Saints this year? Yeah, I thought about picking him up. I do every time he plays. He got one yard. Based off my I fantasy. did not know that. <laughs> Based off my fantasy year, I probably did pick him up. He so. did have one yard this year. Are we only limited to one guess for this? 
Yes, one one guess and then you're eliminated. You guys can decide after everybody guesses. If nobody gets it, if you guys can go rapid fire, it's up to you. I'll let you decide at the end. I, I the like last questions. One. Like you can only ask one question. Oh yeah, it's just one yes or no question. Because right. I gave you guys a bunch of hints. We'll hmm. see how it goes after everyone guesses. All right, I will ask a question. All right, go ahead. Uh, did this player play in both conferences? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you say defensive tackle or nose tackle? Defensive tackle. Yeah. Did anyone else think Kendall's question was going to be, can I have another beer? <laughs> <laughs> Would have been hilarious. Uh, number six on the list was wide receiver Michael Thomas. 1,137 yards on 92 receptions for nine touchdowns. I predicted slump. I have a feeling that one was wrong. Well, believe it or not, that's the last time he played. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what Michael this year. Michael Thomas stats. Well, I think like the next year was when like he broke the all-time receptions le- record. <laughs> 2017. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty good year. 1,200 yards, 104 receptions. So I was wrong on that one. Uh, number seven was Joey Bosa. 41 tackles, 10 and a half sacks. Uh, I put sophomore status as a star. Let's see, Joey Bosa, where are you? Here you are. 2017, he played in all 16 games. Four forced fumbles, 12 and a half sacks. Eh, I wouldn't say star, but not bad. Producing. Number eight, number eight cornerback for the New York Giants, Eli Apple. 51 tackles, yeah. seven seven. Uh, Pass deflections, one interception, one forced fumble. I predicted star. Mock? He was not that great. There you go. Number nine was Keanu Neal from the Falcons. Uh, I predicted nothing, apparently, because it's blank. It's nice. Oh, number 10. Here we go. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I predicted star. I mean, he's been pretty good ever since he came in the league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The honorable mentions. Here we go. Noah Spence from the Bucks. Star. I think that's wrong. I don't know who that is. Safety Sean Davis from the Steelers. Slump. Yeah, he sucks. Yep. Uh, DeForest Buckner from the San Francisco 49ers. Star. Yep. You were right about that one. Sterling Shepard from the Giants. Star, if healthy. Yeah. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Joe, Joe, is it Thuny or Tooney? Tooney. Uh, it's Thuncy. <laughs> oh, Joe Thuncy, New England, I put star. Uh, Deion Jones from the Falcons, I put star. And then my real big swing in this here, Tyree Kill slump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, not that bad, man. That's my real <laughs> swing in a miss. I did pretty good, though. I'll, I'll give you that. A couple guys in there that I don't remember. Like that Joe Kelly fellow. Robert Kelly? Whatever the hell his name is. And Joe Kelly's pitching for the White Sox. You know who that is. He's the guy who did the yeah. frowny. Who's the other Washington running back? Dante Hightower. Alfred Morris. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Who's hanging on by a thread with the Giants? Actually played 
decent for the Giants. This season? No. no. I was about to say, what the fuck? Uh, uh, last year, the year before. Mock and Massey. Yes. This guy wrote an article on who he thinks is the best from all the starter Pokemon across the Pokemon games. He wrote who he thinks is the best first, second, and third stage for grass, water, and fire. Do you guys care to see what he guessed? What he said? I don't know. Maybe. You ready? Okay. Yeah. So he said the best first stage grass type was Bulbasaur. Okay. He said the best middle stage grass type was Bayleaf. And then okay. he said the final stage grass type was uh, uh, Sceptile. Wrong. So it's Weed Cat. Oh, Venusaur. Best final stage is Weed Cat, hands down. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think that's the new one. It's the new one. Uh, I disagree. Best water. Do you have a do you do you have a, an argument for somebody else over Sceptile? Ah, uh, I mean, I'd probably have to think about it, but I, I I'm cool with it. All right. Best water first stage was Squirtle. Uh, best second was uh, whatever Oshwat evolves into. Mm. Dewat. Dewat, and the best final stage was Greninja. Not a fan of those, but I'll let it go. You're, you're, you're not fine with the second and third one, but you're fine with Squirtle, right? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. As long as we're on the same page there. Um, I personally I mean, I... think my second favorite, or my favorite second stage is War Turtle. I just, War Turtle is my favorite starter. Like, yeah. Evolution. And then, and, then, and then Blastoise over Greninja. <laughs> <laughs> but it should be. Yeah. Um, and then for Fire, it's Chimchar, whatever. Gore Bunny's evolution is. Yeah. And Charizard. I mean, I like Torchic as the starter. Then Quilava as my second. Mm. Trying, to, trying to run through. I mean, for the most part, those are fine. I mean, I, the, the... My, my favorite would be Taepig. Just because fuck Tapig. Hey, fuck you, man. Tapig's awesome. <laughs> He's not good. He's just cool looking. <laughs> it's the only good looking thing out of that entire evolutionary line. Well, clearly you haven't seen what Kyle evolves into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Tepig. <laughs> no, Kyle's the uh the um that little that little like happy, smiling, fighty type into the like sumo guy this conversation wait say again uh, you know, the little fight the fighting type like yellow guy that's always smiling and then he evolves into like the oh makuhita suit. yeah all I heard was mojito Hariyama. it even sounds like mojito that's so funny <laughs> hey Kyle at least he's from gen 3 which is objectively the best generation I don't care. Well, you like the nickname Mojito, and you know it. I have a guess, and I don't care if I'm wrong. All right, go ahead. Is it Hilloinata? Oh. It is not Hilloinata. I was going to guess him, but I don't think he has two Super Bowls. That's exactly who I was going to guess. 
<laughs> the one, I, Paul, this is not my guess. The one I was going for with the Patriots was Vince Wilfork because I know he only won two. Yeah, but he played with two different teams, man. Yeah, so did this player. I didn't know Vince Wilfork played for another team. He played for the yeah, he Texans for, for Houston. Years. Yeah, but other conferences, though. So get this. He played for That's... Houston, but somehow maintained his big Y endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> Which bothers me okay. to no end. Listen, they were moving subs. <laughs> Which isn't in Houston. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle loves Big Y, and that's why. <laughs> Kyle, have you ever been to a Big Y? Yeah, I did a big dump there once. Who was I with? <laughs> I thought he was just Mock. saying that because of Big Y. I think I was with Mock. We went to Five Guys, and I couldn't hold it anymore. Oh, yeah, he ran across the parking lot. <laughs> so, wait, any reason you didn't use the bathroom at Five Guys? Didn't, I don't know what Kyle, happened. Why does that surprise you? <laughs> What do you mean, uh, why does this surprise me? I could totally picture Kyle going into the Five Guys bathroom and shitting with the door open on the phone with Kendall trying to yell to you about his order. Oh, but what I mean is, like, we were, and he's like, well, I kind of got a shit, but I'll be all right. And then we got <laughs> yeah. to the parking lot, and he ran across the parking lot. That uh, checks out. It's, it's, maybe, like, it's one of the, no, there's no way we went to Five Guys before a softball game. That's a bad move. We did something. <laughs> the worst thing I think I ever did before a softball game is we went to Knuckleheads and ate two red eyes. <laughs> Like, yeah, let's go play a game now. Two sausages in, one falling out when you're out. Man, I thought that was a good guess. Kendall, you got a bracket for us? I do. That was a good guess. I mean, Kyle, that's exactly who I was going to say. Kyle, I'm not saying I I never said it was a bad guess. It's just not the right answer. No, I thought that was the right answer. Hold on, let's get a couple of had two rings and you played for the Lions. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Yeah, Matthew, he won one with Flacco, and he won one before, when, when, when did the Ravens win? No, the not, Holody not only won one Super Bowl. Uh, whatever, they're all the same people. Well, Kyle, you might get a second chance if everybody guesses wrong. Yeah, it's all right. I'll have another guess. You will with the final hint. Get it wrong, fellas. Um, Kendall, bracket? Yes, sorry. I grabbed a pen and then it wasn't working. I'm like, son of a bitch. Of course I go get up and grab one that doesn't work. Um, but it is working. That's why I use mechanical pencils, baby. Yeah, that's a good move. All right, so uh, I have here a bracket of uh, things that cause stress and anxiety. So I kind of, I kind of borrowed some stuff. I think Barstool Sports did a similar thing a little while back. So I borrowed some stuff from there, um, and just like stuff from my own personal life, uh, and that that may fit the bill for you guys as well. Uh, so we're gonna go through here, and I had Rebecca. One <laughs> honorable mention, um, Rebecca put them in order. So I, I didn't, I didn't put them together by like one versus 10 because I didn't really know how to pair it. So I had to do it at random. Uh, so we'll go through the list and we'll, I'll pair them up right now. Okay. So 
I gave this just as the number one rank. Uh, you ever see like online, they always kind of put this down as like the number one fear. I have public speaking versus someone borrowing your phone or computer to do something. Um, I'm going to vote for the someone borrowing my phone or computer to do something. And it's it's not about the anxiety of them like stumbling onto something I hope they don't. It's more so of like them screwing something up. Um, like I, I deal with that almost on a daily basis because we have we only have one iPad in the house and it's the iPad that I have from work and there's a lot of times where I'll have like an Excel spreadsheet for like updated pricing up open like in as one of the apps or I'll have like an order in a system that like I need to send for the next day so I'll put it in and kind of like order purgatory and then like Amelia will grab it to use it to watch like YouTube videos or something. And I'm always like fearful, like, oh my God, she's gonna delete the like the she's gonna close out the Excel spreadsheet and it's not gonna auto save. And like like it's more so like that. Um public speaking, I don't I don't care so much about. That's I mean yeah. there might be like like if I were to go up in front of a crowd of people I don't know and talk about something I wasn't comfortable with, I would have nerves, but once I got up there, like I just I have the personality for that, so it would it it would kind of take over. I, I wouldn't say I'd do a good job, but yeah, I just included the public speaking because it seems to be like on every list all the time, like things people are afraid of. Um, but Paul, I'm with you. I'm someone using my phone, but for the reason that you said you didn't, like my phone is just has shameful things on it. I just don't want people going through my stuff. General, it's nothing we don't already imagine is on there. Yeah, every I know. Someone's phone, he's like, God, don't touch my Instagram. Please just leave it be. Probably the phone. Can you repeat the question? It kind of cut up. Uh, public speaking or having someone use your phone or computer for something. What gives you like more anxiety? Oh, public speaking. Really? That's the fucking worst. This guy's got, got a pretty clean computer then. Oh, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Braver man than I. Nasty, did, you did you put your vote in? No, mine would be public speaking. All right. Well, I think the phone thing moves on, though, right? Phone three thing moves on. Yep, three yeah. to two. Okay. Next we have watching your team in a close game versus reading out loud in class. Reading out loud in class. Watching my team in a close game. The, the, the sports team, 1,000%. Nothing gives me more... Well, that's not true, but very few things give me more excited than that. That's why I fucking hate sports. All right, so we got... Be, so probably, I probably had more anxiety during the Cowboys 49ers game than I would reading in front of a billion people. <laughs> right, so we got two... I don't even care either of those two teams. <laughs> Well, listen, I know what you're saying, like, because people are like listening and they're they're following along for the most part. So if you screw up, everyone just knows it. Mm -hmm. Today, Junior. (laughs) Uh, So we got two for watching your team, one for reading out loud in class. It was three teams. It It was three teams. I didn't hear mock. Mine was the team teams. I also picked the team. Oh man, I was going to keep that going, but I would have thrown it and last. Okay. <laughs> then we have uh, sports performance anxiety versus 
like hosting like a holiday at your house or just like a a party or something. Uh, you know, making sure everything is cool. Hosting the holiday. Yeah, hosting the holiday. My dad turns into fucking a nightmare. <laughs> what um, was the one besides hosting the holiday? Uh, just like sports performance, like like playing in a game. Oh, that I actually enjoyed like hosting parties and doing that shit. So. Yeah, I would say, like, um, I don't know. It's tough because, like, when I host stuff, like, I don't know. I don't know if anxious is the right word for what I get. It's a tough one for me. Like, I, I for sure have very bad sports performance anxiety just just in general. I mean, even playing, like, like softball, it would just, like. Yeah, we <laughs> we were all there. It just it killed me. And you know what? It's it's not even, like, making a fool of myself because that, is, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not afraid of that. It's It's more about, like, letting other people down. I watched you fall out of a batter's box. Well, that had nothing to do with that. That was just lack of coordination. Guy was still safe at first. Yeah, that was the best army crawl that Wallingford has ever seen. There was three hits in that game. Me, Handy, no. and Kendall. <laughs> I'm going to say sports for this reason. And if, if you guys don't think it counts, then I'll go with the holiday thing. Because hosting a party does have some anxiety to it. Um, even if it's not, like, the main thing, I feel. But... Like, like from, so like I played like competitive basketball from the age of six all the way until I was 22. And like, I, I would definitely get nervous before a game. But the thing like too was like, like I had like a pregame routine and it did change over the years. But like, if I couldn't do that routine, like it, it I was like, so like superstitious, which I think is kind of like hand in hand with anxiety. Um, so like, that's how I look at it. So I'm going to go with that. And if you guys think that's bogus, I'll just change my answer. No, no, that works. So that was that. Um, if you can't, if you can't tell the biggest anxiety is approval of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So do we have what? Three for sports, two for holiday. That's why I love Kyle. Cause Kyle just accepts you as you are, no matter what. Not that you guys don't accept me no matter what, but like, you know, like I could just, I could show up at Kyle's front door like with like dog shit in my mouth and she'd be like, dude, and he'd be like, You wanna play two K? <laughs> like I just did that. <laughs> well, I love you, Kyle. Uh, he... Alright, so I think sports performance moved on. Okay. Alright. Then we got having to poop at a party versus leaving a voicemail. Oh, first it used one. to be poop. It used to be poop. <laughs> Not anymore. First one. I'll say leaving a voicemail. I mean, I just don't do that. <laughs> but I you mean, never had to leave a voicemail like for work? What? No. <laughs> neither, neither, just... of those, neither of those really give me anxiety. I would say... I don't know. I, I would say... The voicemail, just from the standpoint of like, pooping at a party will give you anxiety, but the anxiety is more rooted in the idea of not wanting to be embarrassed. Like the embarrassment is more of the the, the emotion versus the anxiety, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like either way, it doesn't like really like matter. I would say anxiety. I, I would say the voicemail because like, you know, I don't know. Like I'm leaving a voicemail and it's like, oh, you know, like man, I just left a voicemail for that account. I hope it didn't sound too gay. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. 
Um, I'll except- go voicemail. I think the voicemail because I leave a lot of voicemails because I, I would say I probably on average I probably leave. I would say my over under for voicemails a day is probably five and a half. Because like I have like you know like with with my job like you know I deal with like a lot of different departments that coincide with how my job works. So like today for example I had to call somebody in like the pricing department and they were on their lunch break so I'd like I had to leave them a voicemail. And it's like you know like I I know what I'm trying I know what I'm going to say to them when I talk to them but I don't have what I'm going to say to them in a voicemail scripted because it's like not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like more candid when I know I'm talking to the person versus when I'm leaving something for them to hear. Because, like, I'm a person that, like, swears pretty openly. So, like, if I'm talking to somebody at work and, like, I'm comfortable with them, like my boss, for example, I'll be like, yeah, like, this guy, like, was, like, fucking bitching about the price of this thing. But if I'm leaving a voicemail, like, I'll be like, oh, I can't say fucking in the voicemail. You know what I mean? What's in here, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck face, why don't you answer your phone? Although, but on the flip side, I left the, I called Kendall, like, two, a week ago, and he didn't answer. And I pretty much sung the entire first verse of Copacabana. It was nice. I liked it. Um, very off key. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like he didn't like it. No, I did like it. You know what's funny is there for he didn't even text me. He had Rebecca text me to tell me he didn't like it. Actually, that was the day I left my phone home. Pissed yeah, me off. I like I had called Kendall twice because like usually because like during work like like Mock can't really field phone calls while he's working. Kyle's like sometimes he'll talk to you, but he's a hit and miss. You know, Massey, same thing. Like, I think you're more hit and miss. Like, sometimes you can talk, sometimes you can't. Yeah. Is that fair, Mass? Yeah. Right. So, like, like Kendall's the same way. He's hit and miss, too, just like I am. But, like, with Kendall, like, Kendall and I are in the same boat where, like, sometimes we have really long commutes during our day. Like, you know, like, tomorrow, there's going to be a point in my day where I have to go. I, I'm going to start my day in Milford, and I'm going to have to go all the way down to Darien. Darien? Darien? Darien. How do you say it? Yeah, Darien. Darian, like, it's like it's gonna be a 20 minute drive so like sometimes like i'll just you know like especially like on mondays before the show like i'll call kendall on the commute and be like hey what are we gonna talk about tonight hey we can call me tomorrow i got pittsfield and schenectady yeah i'm not gonna call you sounds good man you gotta drive to schenectady i do i gotta do i do albany every other week and pittsfield every other week oh my god isn't that like That's a four-hour like, drive? It's wait. Hold on, Mark. What time do you go to work in the morning? This is so off-topic. Uh, I mean, lately I've been getting in for six thirty. What time do you wake up? Five thirty. Oh my god! Why am I not calling you every morning on Thursday? <laughs> Get ready for a phone call, brother. <laughs> I leave my house at 5 a.m. I'm going to start calling at 5.30 on my drive to Norwalk. I'm going to start ringing you up. Like, hey, bitch, I know you just woke up. Let's talk about fucking disc golf. <laughs> it's funny because I know how to answer, like, hello. Like, <laughs> you'd start the disc golf guy and I would talk. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, I, now that I think about it, the times I've had to get in the car, like, like this week... Total's going at five, so I have to be I have to be in my car no later than four twenty. The amount of times I haven't called you, not not that early, but like the normal commute, you or Kyle, it, it blows my mind because I know you wake up really early and I know Kyle goes to bed really late. There's a pretty good chance if I call Kyle at four in the morning, he's still up. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what are you doing? Laying in bed, trying to fall asleep. What are you doing? Watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> 
Yeah. I have that sleep amnia. All right, next. No, that's not how it's. It's not sleep amnia, but I know, I know what it is. Um, Sounds like what you sleep vocabulary. So you know, after all that, what did we pick? Pooper voicemail. <laughs> I, said, I said voicemail. Massey said poop. Right. Yeah. Kyle said it used to be poop, so I don't know what that means. Is it now voicemail? It's now voicemail. It's now voicemail. I think it's funny that Kyle is approaching 30 years old and has yet to have a voicemail box set up for when you do call him, because I would leave him so many voicemails. That's the reason why I don't have it. I want to, honestly, next time I see you, I'm probably going to take your phone and set up your voicemail box just so I can leave you voicemails. All right. All right, so we got two for voicemail, one for poop. Mox said poop, right? Already dump. Yeah, the dump already. I mean, I, I, I pretty much never leave a voicemail. It's up to you. Um, see, I'm not afraid of voicemails. I just leave them bad ones all the time. I'll go poop. My only anxiety is like clog the toilet. Oh, Kyle, you just wait. Um, next one we got to end off. Uh, this division. Uh, can't find your phone. Uh, versus. Uh, taking uh, like a, a big test. Like, can't find your phone. Can't find my phone. Yep. I, I just know I'm going to fail the test anyways. Yeah, yeah, the test is like I either know I'm – the test thing, it's like I'm either getting a 95 or a 45. Like it is, it's, it's one or the other. I know I know going into it it's pass or fail. Like it's – like even tests where like I've been on the border, it's like I know I'm getting a 65 or a 55. Like it's not like – you know, like I don't really have that anxiety because it's like – you know, like, hey, like, this this test counts for 65% of your grade. Aren't you anxious? Like, no, because I didn't study, so I know I'm going to suck and probably fail the class. <laughs> My own fault. Uh, I say the lost phone. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, I, Not being able to find your phone sucks. Yeah, yeah it's also too... Kendall, if you vote differently, I invite you to remember Ham and Asset. No, 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 no. I was going to say that... Um... It's just, it's sort of the thing too, like it's this era, like maybe 15 years ago, I would say differently, but like now, like my, my phone is like the most important thing I own. Like, yeah, that's where your Instagram freaking yeah. smut is. That's, that's why I hey, and asked that you're so worried about your phone. Like, Someone's going to go through my fucking Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I worked very hard to cultivate that collection. I wish we deleted it. You know, that's a very mean spirit of you. It. It's mean, but it would have given you the opportunity to build it back up. Let me ask you a quick, let me ask you an, an honest question. What's the real answer? All right. Your dad is very technologically challenged, correct? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Okay. So your dad picks up your phone and he's playing with your phone, going through all your apps and stuff. Now, your wife has just recently sent you five scandalous photos right like that like like within the last five minutes mm -hmm. and then you have your instagram thing are you more concerned with him deleting your instagram or finding those photos oh well that yeah i don't think that's true well i i don't know i mean you got my phone for some reason i think that you would like have a discussion with your dad about it yeah <laughs> 
Like, yeah, listen, just... this part is cool. You don't go here. Right. Kendall, Kendall would just be like, yeah, this is why I want you to put, this is why I've been asking you for recessed lighting in the bedroom. Look at the fucking angle. <laughs> All right, what's next? All Does right. anybody have a guess, by the way, before we keep going? I don't want to keep anybody from guessing. Um, um, if you don't have one, that's fine. We can keep going on the draft. That's fine. Or the bracket. That's fine. And also, we can cut this. Off. I have a bunch of these. Like, we can cut off at any time. So, just thinking, you got about. Let's say you got about five more minutes to rip through the bracket, and then if, if we can always do a TBD, if you want to just go through the first round, and we can continue it next week. Yeah, we could do that. When I guess I got, I got more. So we'll just we'll finish off the yeah, first. Try to, let's try to finish out the first round. And then, and then we'll see where we're at time-wise. Okay. Hey, when do I read the list that I made? After the five minutes. Right. Wait, we'll do this. Oh, this, okay. this will be the last one of the first round right here. Because I'm going to only give you guys about a minute or two to just like kind of like go at each other just because it's like neither of you are going to change your list, so it's just going to be more of like a you're fucking stupid thing. But it'll create good content because what's better than friends telling each other they fucking suck? Oh, we're pretty good at I that. Got Kendall. <laughs> yeah, we are really good at that, Kyle. <laughs> I think you said it the other day. We're so mean to each other. It, it's it. Here's the. It's it's. I mean, I, here's the thing. I, I I've said it before. Like, I gave when the the HBO Max put out the Friends reunion. I watched it because I had seen a lot of Friends as a kid, and I didn't care for it throughout my teenage years in my young adulthood but my mom really liked the show so i like knew about it so like i watched it to see like kind of like where they're at now because i was curious to see like how terrible matthew perry and courtney cox looked after their drug addictions and they looked awful um and so I, like i watched, and then i was like you know what like now that i'm like you know closer to 30 than i am to 15 let me give friends a shot as kind of like an adult in that same time frame as they were now granted it was a different time you know they were they're talking like early <gasps> 90s, or late 90s to early 2000s time frame but let me give it a shot and i watched it and actually i enjoyed it it wasn't you know i'm not going to say it's the funniest sitcom but i i, I thought it was good and, you know mock and i talked about it like you know i started enjoying it and i watched it all the way through and you're seeing more and more with a lot of these sitcoms like parks and rec and the office and um even older ones that I really enjoyed, like Seinfeld, Third Rock from the Sun, et cetera, et cetera. They're not showing up on traditional streaming services as much because there's so many streaming services now. Like The Office, you have to have Peacock now. Um, you yeah. know, Seinfeld's still on Netflix, but that'll probably, you know, that'll probably run its course at some point. Um, you know, like I love Third Rock from the Sun. Like that, you can't find anywhere. Um, so Friends is just on HBO Max. So I use that as like my background noise all the time now. So I've probably been through the series four times in the past year. And uh, there's there's one episode where the girls are talking to the guys about, like, why it's better to be the other gender. And she was like, one of the girls was like, you guys can be, like, so mean to each other and then be, like, best friends, like, ten minutes later. I'm like, yeah, that's being a guy. That's the definition of being a dude. Because <laughs> I tell you what, I could I could lay into Mike Mock right now about like anything i could like shit on the giants i could i could even talk shit about his like marriage and then tomorrow morning i could text him and be like hey you want to play page and be like yeah i'll meet you there at eight <laughs> and that's just what being a guy is all about it's great yeah i, think it's I don't so remember how this conversation started yeah me neither 
<laughs> the punchline is I think it's so funny that most guys don't care about being butt hurt while their biggest phobia is getting fucked in the butt. <laughs> On to the bracket. All right. Last one for round one. Um, sort of kind of a repeat, but a little bit different. Uh, late for work, but need to get gas versus getting called on for an answer in class. Getting called on for an answer in class. I was just say the first one's just kind of my life. The, uh, for me, it's the gas thing. Cause I, I live off of like scheduled times for appointments because I only have so many hours in a day to do what I'm trying to do. Like, like you know, like I don't have a clock in clock out like you guys do. Um, you know, like my day goes as long as it needed to be. So, like, if I have a ten thirty appointment, and it takes me twenty minutes to get there, and I leave my house, and I need gas, like now I'm pushing the time. So it's like I'm, I'm like I'm setting myself up for already being behind to start the day. The being called on for class, I mean, I, I'm a primo bullshitter, so that never bothered me. I was also gonna pick the gas one because I'm a notorious like oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and I always screw myself basically every single time, and. More so, both the cars, like, they, they have the feature, like, it tells you how many miles till empty. But at a certain point, for, for really no reason, around, like, the 40 miles till empty, it just stops telling you all together. So it's just kind of like, hey, best guess. Hope you make it. Both the cars or, like, every car made after 2015? Well, I only have know these cars. I mean, I don't know if all new cars have that feature that it just at a certain point they don't tell you anymore. I know the, the Black Ford Edge we used to have would go as low as you possibly could. I, I brought that down to two miles till empty before just for the sake of doing it. My car after 30, it just, okay. All right, so that's kind of what mine does. Um, but when I had the Explorer, that would, that would run down, you know, like you were just saying. Newer cars. Usually the way it works is like, once you get to a, like whatever the miles until empty is when it stops registering, it means you're on your last gallon of gas. It stops telling you so that you feel the pressure to go get gas. <laughs> well, they do a good job. Um, there, there's, I mean, all the time. And Marissa gets so mad. It's because she'd be like, oh, you need to get. I was like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't feel like pumping gas right now or whatever reason. And then I get up to go to work. And uh, it's always one of the day, you know, you're running like three minutes late <laughs> in the car. And like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm good for like a. You know, a couple of those a, a year. Oh, a year? That, I do it almost every week. <laughs> almost every week. I, I say I do it at least once a week. Yeah, I don't got to worry about that. Yeah, we, we know. Or do you? Uh, so is that three for gas? Yeah. Massey, any opinion whatsoever? No, those are those things really give me any kind of anxiety, so I'm going to sub out on that. All right. Gas advances, and that will conclude round one. Also, I, I have, have a guess. I have no idea who this player is. Neither do I at this point. All right. I have a guess. Um, the thing is, I don't know if he played for two teams. But I know he did win two Super Bowls and would probably fit the statistics bill. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Casey Hampton. Incorrect. 
Damn. That was my other guest, Kendall. Damn. Mark and Massey, venture guest, and then I'll give you guys a last hint before you dive into your list. Um. Kendall, he just seems like a cardinal, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he has to be. Anybody oh. who played for Pittsburgh plays for Arizona. I, I have no idea. I, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this. Casey Hampton only played for the Steelers. He was a lifer? Yep. 2001 yep. to 2012. Wow. So he also played 11 years. This was he tough. also only had he also only had nine career sacks. Yeah, I mean, I just had the two Super Bowls in mind. I, it was just it's just funny because it's like BJ Raji, BJ Raji, incorrect. Good guess, BJ, though. I believe BJ Raji only won one Super Bowl. Mm. I think he was also only a Packer, but no, uh, he went somewhere after. No, no, he Did was he? he was only a Packer. But actually, BJ Raji, Raji only played six years. Oh, no, he never won a Super Bowl. BJ Raji won a Super Bowl? No, I'm talking about the guy I was thinking about. He sacked Ben to get a Super Bowl. I'm talking about, I'm thinking of another guy. Oh. TJ Raji. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I have no idea. Just don't sure guess. Just get, name a defensive tackle that's not active that that has played in the last twenty five years that you know you know has been to Super Bowls. And fits Lock, the criteria. Name, name a Giants defensive tackle. Yeah, or make a guy up. That's like the best thing to do. <laughs> Actually, oh, no, there's no way that like. What what is getting me is the sack note because I, I or you said he's retired. He is retired. Yep. I think this guy's still playing now, so it can't be him. I want to say Pierre Paul, but I don't think it's him. No way, he only has twenty two and a half sacks. Are you guessing Jason Pierre Paul? Yeah, it is not Jason Pierre Paul. All right. I'm going to give you guys two hints, and then we'll do our list. You guys think about it during the list, and then after we do the list, before we do our beer reviews, um, you guys can kind of free-for-all on who you think it is. Okay? Deal. All right. So, this player only played eight years due to a devastating career-ending knee injury in the training camp. After his last Super Bowl win. And then the second hint and the more helpful hint is this player, while should be known as a player by anybody who's been following football over the last 20 years, will be more known for his career as a broadcaster slash NFL personality more so Uh, than his I think I might know it. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of think I feel like I know it, too. Well, we're going to do the list first, and then you guys can figure out how you want to fight it out for who gets the guest first. Um, all right, so Kyle and Ken, or Kyle and Massey, you guys' list, top five uh, most MVP-ish type players, non-quarterback, non-offensive line in the NFL. 
Massey, give it to me. Hold on, I'm pulling mine back up. And put it to music. No. Coward. Kyle, do you have yours handy? Kyle? He's got to go through his Rolodex to find it. Kyle? Kyle doesn't know what a Rolodex is. <laughs> Kyle's also not even on this podcast right now. Kyle? Somewhere Kyle. He, he's looking for a 9-volt battery. Kyle! <laughs> Souls! <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> I just kicked him to see if he'll notice. He said, I'm talking. Hmm. No, you're not in the group. All right, now, Mock, you just respond to us. We got Vito to take your place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, since my competitor isn't here, why don't the other two go? All right, so Kendall and Mock, very anticlimactically. Kyle, talk. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Kyle, do you have your top five... uh, MVP type players, non quarterback, non offensive line. Yes, sir. All right, go ahead from five to one. All right, five. I have Mark Andrews. Okay, he is the offense. We saw them not be able to score points when uh, he was out. Okay, okay. Uh, four. I have Michael Parsons, best defensive player probably in that conference. Uh, three, I have T.J. Watt. He is the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. Uh, Correction, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Two, I have George Kittle. He's more than just a receiving threat. He's a hell of a blocker, team leader, and all that stuff. And one, I have Derrick Henry because without him, they might not win a game. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. All right. Uh, Massey. Now, Paul, you said to take into account their entire careers up to this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, not just their play this last season. Right. Okay. Number five, I have Travis Kelsey, who has been the bread and butter of that Kansas City offense for eight years now. Probably a yeah. little bit longer. Um. Number four, I have Derrick Henry. Like Kyle said, without him, you do not have an offense in Tennessee. Uh, Number three, I had... I accidentally just closed out. Sorry. Uh, Number three, I had Christian McCaffrey, who has been the engine for a bunch of teams. By a bunch, I mean two. Uh, But when, like, he gets involved and carries the offense, it becomes just... A different level. Whenever he's out of the game, it, it doesn't function the same. Uh, number two, I had TJ Watt, uh, who I believe will become the fourth player to get three Defensive Player of the Year awards if he can stay healthy. And number one, I have Aaron Donald. Okay. Okay. Um, I like that list a lot, too. Um, I'm not going to do this for Kendall and Moxless, just because you guys are pretty useless when it comes to this, to their <laughs> list. But do you, Mock and Kendall, do you guys care to give any sort of weigh in as to what like you think about their lists? Just very briefly, thirty seconds. Jesse, can you just run through your names? Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey, Derek Henry, 
Motherfuck. I'm just doing that off memory, sorry. I think uh, McCaffrey was on there. Yep. McCaffrey. Uh, and Ronald. Watt. Yep, thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean... Um, oh, go, my, go ahead, I'm sorry. So, I, I mean, just a name that I I think should be there is Jefferson. Um, I think without him, I mean, the, the Vikings are a, literally a two-win team. I just didn't think he had enough years. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, both lists, I mean, uh, th- these are players that, you know, year in, year out, you know, barring injury. What's that? 30 seconds or less. Barring injury are, are you know, always producing and important to their team. So I think they're both pretty good lists. One thing I really like about both your guys' lists is that you didn't shy away from including tight ends into it, which I think is a big deal. Because um, I would have Travis Kelsey and George Kittle in my list. I would also have TJ Watt in my list. Um, I would have Aaron Donald on my list. And then I would probably round it out just off the top of my head without like really diving deep into it. I probably would have put Jalen Ramsey. Um that's like the first player that comes to my mind um, outside of, I, I understand the the value of uh, Derrick Henry and like what he is. And I, I like that both of you put him on there. Cause I do think he's like top 10. Um, I'd have to really like dive down. I think you guys both put together pretty like equally compelling lists. I'm going to give it to. Messi. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Massey on this one from the standpoint of, Kyle, I think you, you strayed away from trying to stay away from bias, and you should have put – because T.J. Watt would be my one over Aaron Donald. Even I didn't have Aaron Donald. had more impact. I just think that T.J. Watt is – I think he's just more valuable to, like, what like what he contributes to his team than Aaron Donald was. Not that Aaron Donald wasn't important. I just think that that defense was – good enough to keep the Rams in some games if Donald wasn't there. Um, I think other players would have would have stepped up. We've, we see what happens when T.J. Watt doesn't play, and it's not good. Um, but your addition to Kittle I thought was awesome. I think Kittle, I would put Kittle over Kelsey because Kelsey is the most dynamic receiving tight end probably in NFL history when, when his career is said and done. But I was, I was just saying this the other day. Kittle has the ability to replace Rob Gronkowski as the best blocking tight end of all time. And blocking is probably the most important job a tight end has, regardless of how good they are at catching the football. If they can't block, their usefulness really diminishes. And you see it a lot with Patrick Mahomes' ability to have to scramble and whatever is because there's nobody, they don't have a tight end that can block like that. Um, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give the edge to Massey just for the, the uptick on the TJ Watt, and then, and I do like the Aaron Donald pick. I, th- I think Aaron Donald belongs in that top five. Um, and then, real quick, Massey or uh, Mott and Kendall, your uh, five Connecticut beers, tastiest Connecticut beers. Kendall, take it away. Uh, I had at the five, I included uh, the Ice Cream Man by Back East. Um, mm-hmm. I at four, I had Igor's Dream, uh, which is a Russian Imperial Stout from Two Roads. Uh, kind of, I feel like CT doesn't have like a, a big love for for you know stouts for whatever reason but that always gathers a lot of attention i got uh, fuzzy baby ducks from uh, nebco uh granola brown 
from our, our friends at Black Hog. And I, number one, I included Too Juicy uh, just because it seems to be, you know, Two Roads, I think, is I think the premier Connecticut brewery just by commercialism alone. And uh, I feel like that beer is kind of fledged itself as to be kind of like sort of their flagship beer now. Okay. Ma? Uh, my list is the Workhorse Pilsner from Counterweight, the Hog Lager from... Um, Black Hog, the Granola Brown from Black Hog, Fuzzy Duck from Nebco, and Sea Hag from Nebco. All right, uh, just real quick because we're running, we're out of time. I'm gonna give the edge to Mike Mock um, because I think that the Sea Hag mm-hmm. mentioned. I think that's more of like the basis, the Fuzzy Baby Ducks, the Igor Dream. Um, th- those are very good, tasty beers, um, but they're arguably not as tasty and as staple as like something like a um sea hag or like a g-bot which is like a big deal for connecticut would put um so i'm, I'm gonna give the slight edge to mock on that i think a, a big one that was i think a couple big ones that were left out were uh coriolis from nebco mm. g-bot from nebco um and uh sorry uh road to ruin from new uh two roads and um mega juicy uh, no i'm blanking on the other one um yeah i'll say not taking c hag or g bot was a no filter from thomas hooker yeah i regret not i i chose ice cream man kind of as as a gamble uh but i kind of regret Mm -hmm. not putting g bot or or c hag on my list so, right. so, so I had um, Gbot, the Coriolis, and the Supernaut as like my my, you know, honorable mentions. Yeah, the Supernaut is really good. Yes, Naughty Nurse is good. Also, best brewery in Connecticut. If you guys can find a way to get their beers, I think you have to go there to get them. There's no distribution, but um, Fox Farm Brewing, so good. I've heard that place is pretty good. Oh, it's out of this fucking world. I like Where are they located? Uh, they're in Salem. I like us to try to get back into breweries if we can this year. I don't know well, how we do that. Is get on it. actually no. Mock was our beer guy. Mock, get on it. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any? Uh, I don't care how you sugar rush it out here, but um, I'll go first. To... All right, Kyle's going first. Uh, Kyle, that, that, no. Kyle claimed it. Mark, do you, Mark, who, how, how do you think we should do this? How should I? I think and I, I should go first. And I did the huh? first guess. Should we go in order of how people guessed? Would it be funny if I just said the name? <laughs> yes. It's Booger McFarlane. Yeah. That was my guess. No, you guys uh, <laughs> Was that your guess? Yeah. All right. So here's the thing, because we didn't, I didn't really come up with a plan. I didn't plan on giving you guys a second chance. Uh, I'm going to give Mach three, three GSWD points. I'm going to give the rest of you one. Fair. You don't walk away empty-handed. You just walk away with less in your hands. It is so funny, because I know Kyle's so pissed. <laughs> I figured the TV thing was like gave it away. I want Mach and NBA one next week. I thought the, the Booger McFarlane thing, I, I thought it was a really good place to start with this version of the game because 
he only played half a season in Indianapolis and then got hurt and didn't play ever again. I but, want Mark in the five best Kings of all turned time. Into a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was a good place to start. No, that was that was a good one. It's a name that you know everybody knows him from his playing career, but I think he's more famous for his analytical career in the Booger Mobile. <laughs> ruining um, Monday Night Football. <laughs> You know what's funny though? It's if you really listen to him talk about football, he's so much smarter than like the majority of people that do football stuff. Oh yeah. It's just that ESPN just really fucked him over with the Booger Mobile. Yeah, it's funny though nice. because as at, at uh, he's on the Tony Kornheiser show at his local golf course, they have a cart that's dressed up like the Booger Mobile, and that's what he has to drive <laughs> when he goes to the court. That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll dive real quick because we're out of time. Uh, beer reviews, uh, Mock, how was your water? It was fine. Massey, how was your water? Refreshing. Kyle, how was your, how was your MD? Fine. Kendall, how was your Oscar Blues? Uh, I like the 10 a lot, uh, courtesy of the Riddler Collection. I've had a few of these. Um, is this any different than, like, does it, does it, is it? Oh my god! What I'm trying to say, um, it's 12.8 percent. Does it gain any more? Or is it kind of just capped at that? It's not like a, not like a Bourbon County, right? It just kind of. No, it doesn't doesn't really continue to do much. Um, but it's good. It's not. It's it's very very smooth. Uh, it comes in the, the the one pint can, which is kind of cool. Um, I would recommend it's it. All books. Yes, uh, I haven't done a lot of uh, like reviews for stouts recently other than this beer so i don't know how i feel like it stacks up but very good i give it a 4.4 out of 5 all right i have the 2018 uh goose island bourbon county brand stout um the traditional one so we're at almost five years thanks kendall um (laughs) and um Let's see, the flavor profile really hasn't changed all that much. It's, you know, it's a dark caramel um, type of stout with uh, slight notes of, like, the, the marzipan, the, the coffee notes very subtly, but not, like, the not traditional coffee, things like that. And um, But it drank a lot smoother. You could feel the higher ABV from the aging process, but it mellowed out over time which I think is a pretty unique quality that the Bourbon County beers possess. I would give it a 4.7 out of 5. High regard. Yeah. Hey, Mark, if they want to hear more of my Bourbon County reviews, where can they do that? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore 4. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's, you know, trying to reformat the NFL playoffs or you know getting trusted with a, a, a guess the name process and stealing the thunder of kyle like comment subscribe on podbean google podcast apple podcast iHeartRadio, and spotify kendall anything else no uh good show everybody that was a great show um next week we will review uh we'll do a quick review on championship sunday a little super bowl preview kind of discuss where things are at um we'll finish up our bracket some various stuff and then i believe the week after that uh kyle has produced a uh, very large uh pre-mlb season show right kyle 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And maybe we'll continue the new format of the guest, the player, as well as the uh, the top five Riddler rankings thing. Because I think that's something we can do pretty relatively quick. So we'll see. Shout out to Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac, that's right. Until then, I'm Dak Prescott. Sorry, Paul, one more time. I said, till then, I'm the hostess of Keith the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen washable. Do. I'm fucked the twins. The Masker's Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Who's a frozen pizza? Meow. Yeah.